Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is uh, Evan Uitake here, welcoming you to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. Uh, today, I get to share with you a good friend of mine and a special guest uh, that joined me to sit down and talk a little bit about what he does as a business coach, but also talk a little bit about finding your, your purpose, finding your passion, and then ultimately taking that jump to the next step of uh, you know branching out and maybe into entrepreneurship or, or, or going to that next level. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. His name is Jeff Raver. And I uh, want to introduce you a little bit to him before we kind of get into my interview with him. So Jeff is a John Maxwell certified national sales and leadership coach, motivational speaker, as well as the founder and president of Begin to Win. For over 20 years, Jeff has served as director of training and vice president of sales and marketing at CVS Systems, a national electronics distributor. He recently spent two and a half years launching six retail locations for a small startup retail electronics company, helping it grow to one of the fastest growing dish retailers in the Midwest. Jeff has experience in every aspect of sales, leadership, and business. He's passionate about everything he does and is an excellent coach trainer, and consultant. Please help me in uh, welcoming Jeff Raver. Young businessman, this is Evan Uitake, your host of the Young Businessman of Tulsa podcast, and I want to welcome you. This is podcast number nine. Uh, we're almost into double digits now, so I'm really uh, excited about that. But uh, as you heard from the intro before, I have a special guest today with me, uh, Mr. Jeff Raver. And Jeff, first of all, thank you for joining the podcast, and uh, thank you for uh, uh, agreeing to do this. Well, thank you, Evan, for uh, inviting me and giving me the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what a lot of you guys don't know is that uh, Jeff and I go way back. Um, Jeff, I believe it's over 10 years now. Can you believe that? Yeah, you were only what twelve or thirteen when we first met. Yeah, so that that makes you uh, that makes me twenty two now. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, we joke a little bit. This is the Young Businessman of uh, Tulsa podcast, and uh, what will happen is, as I keep creeping up in age, we're just going to keep expanding the age range, and then eventually, we'll just be the uh, Businessman podcast, which I think sounds a little bit more boring, but oh well. <laughs> so soon to be the middle age is that what you're saying <laughs> something i mean my goal is with this is is to inspire kind of that next generation coming up or maybe where i was like the, the, when i was 12 years old uh, as you said uh getting into business getting started and kind of uh gleaning from people who have kind of been there done that and ultimately uh have taken some of those next steps in their in their careers uh, that maybe seem a little far off, off right now for, for maybe a younger guy getting started. But I think it's good to start looking ahead to some of the things that are going to come along in life. And if we can kind of start in, 
imparting that wisdom and imparting that knowledge to the next generation, we can uh, allow them to stand on the, our shoulders and, and, and hopefully accomplish even more in their lives. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you on was um, as I've kind of followed you in your career and, and some of the things that you've done, uh, you've done something in the last two years that I think is, for a lot of people, something really scary. Uh, you've actually taken, you've, you've taken a step from kind of being in that corporate world. You were successful there. You worked your way up uh, to, a, to a point where uh, you, you were kind of in control of what you wanted to do. And uh, now you've kind of taken that, that unknown step to being more of an entrepreneurial role, which I think uh, history-wise you've done some entrepreneurial stuff. But this one, this one was kind of a, bit, a big step for you, right? It was. Um, you know, I left the uh, corporate world. I'd uh, worked my way up to vice president. I'd been there for 24 years, um, had a very nice job, great company, uh, great company to work for. Uh, a lot of my um, the fellow employees that I work with had been there for over 20 years. So we were family and um, left a, a nice security blanket of uh, you know, a nine to five. I'm not sure it was nine to five, but uh, um, an everyday job where I pretty much knew what uh, was going to happen uh, with a very nice uh, guaranteed paycheck and vacations and benefits. And uh, uh, went out here, what a lot of people may think was crazy and um, kind of went out on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think in, you know, when I was in my twenties, uh, what you were doing was like the goal. That was that was the goal for me. That was like, all right, I'm striving to reach that. And so for you to kind of take that step from, you know, being that vice president to going in now into business coaching, um, what was what was the thing that really drew you to that? I mean, uh, ultimately, you had to make that decision. That was something that came over time. But what what drew you to basically that next step? I think, as you know, um, I was, um, as well as vice president of sales and marketing, I was a director of training for our company. And uh, I spent a lot of time uh, training thousands of salespeople and business owners uh, over that 24 years or 22 years. And then the last two years, as you know, the company uh, uh, branched out, opened a retail uh, chain. Uh, we had seven locations. Um, and they asked me to run that. And we had seven locations, uh, which meant uh, we were hiring and training salespeople daily. So I spent a year, year and a half uh, doing just that, hiring people, training people, uh, training managers to be managers and, and um, mentoring them. And then as we uh, kind of scaled that back, all of a sudden I found myself not training every day, uh, literally not training uh, even every week or every month, and I missed it. I, I realized that that was my calling. I realized that was my why. And um, I think if you talk to anyone, once you realize what your why is, uh, then that changes everything. And at that time, my goal had always been to retire at the age of 65, which I was six years away from. Retire at 65 and uh, getting get into consulting and uh, move to Florida. And once I realized what my why was and I wanted to do this full time, uh, sat down with my wife and said, I don't want to wait till I'm 65. Um, I want to do this now. And we agreed. I'm fortunate that uh, 
she has been a big supporter in it, and we decided to go out and, and make things happen. That's awesome. I want to drill a little bit deeper on one of the things that you said there that kind of resonated with me. It says you found your why. And I think a lot of times, especially when you're getting started in your career, you're doing something because you think you need to do it or you think, well, this this position is going to pay this amount and or this position carries this title or this status. And I think for my listeners, the ultimate goal for them is not necessarily to find that job that pays you what what you want to make, but finding that why. I think that's more important uh, in reality. So what does that feel like when you, when you found your why kind of talk me through that a little bit? What, what was the actual feeling? What was the, what was the revelation? What was that moment when you, you just said to yourself, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And, and I have that confirmation. So I guess probably, as I said, we had seven locations. I was spending six, seven days a week going all over Indiana, uh, to the different locations and training people. And then all of a sudden we scaled back and I found myself sitting in an office um, at our corporate uh, headquarters every day running reports. And and as much as it seems weird, I missed the, uh, uh, the challenges of traveling and being with people and helping people uh, discover their talents and and I used to always call it talking people off the fence. I had a lot of young managers just out of college and they were uh, they were struggling with their decisions. And so I would spend a lot of evenings talking to them and and asking them questions and and reassuring them. And all of a sudden, uh, when I was sitting in an office day after day, I realized that um, my purpose, my calling was just that to be a mentor to others. Uh, to help others find their purpose. And once I did that, um, I realized I wasn't going to be happy until that was what I did. And it, if I waited five years, I think it would have been a miserable five years. And so you say, what it feel like? Uh, I think once you find your why, there is no question about it. Um, you will know what it is. Uh, Christian Simpson, who is a um, the coaching mentor uh, for the John Maxwell team, uh, I'll never forget the first time I ever heard him say that we all have uh, this vast untapped potential inside us, and it is held back by our uh, conscious mind, and it exists in our subconscious. And Christian said, uh, and I'll never forget the call on a Saturday morning I was listening to, when he said, once you uh, realize that untapped potential and you see it, and you move it from your subconscious mind to your conscious mind, it'll change your life forever. And that's what happened to me roughly two years ago, um, the first week of January 2015. Uh, I guess I saw that uh, that untapped potential, and I saw that why, and once I moved it from uh, my subconscious to my conscious mind, um, I knew what I had to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's kind of let's kind of progress to the now. Okay, so we have you've made that leap. You've made that step out there, and 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 you're about a year, year and a half into it. What would you say to somebody who's maybe at that point that you were, uh, you know, January first or whenever it was that you made that that switch? What would you say to them now that you're on the other side? Or is, I mean, is it something that you can say, hey? you know, I wish I had done this sooner or, you know, what, what, what's, what's kind of the, what's, what's the other side look like? 
The only regret I have is that I didn't do this sooner. I, you know, I, as I said, I think it's been my plan for the last 10, 15 years to uh, get into consulting, get into coaching, uh, and to do that. And only, um, you know, only done it a year and a half ago. So I would tell anyone, once you find out what your calling is, uh, go for it. Um, you know, Zig Ziglar says to get everything in life you want, you got to help enough other people get what they want. Once I realized what my why was, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about title. Um, I didn't have to worry about that. Not that I didn't worry. I guess I was concerned, but I didn't stress about it. I decided that I needed to go out there and help others and everything else to take care of itself. And I believe that. And that's what I tell and mentor a lot of young consultants, business people uh, today is if you believe in something, go for it and don't wait. Uh, we don't have to be held back to uh, uh, that uh, guaranteed paycheck. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, there, there's always, and you can always go back to that, but I don't think that wants to be your backup plan. I think once you decide that uh, you want to go after something, I would tell every entrepreneur out there, um, set a goal, come up with a plan, develop the plan, and then take action. And the take action part's the biggest part. In other words, do it and do it now. I, I, I feel like sometimes when I ask that question, I'm, ask, I'm asking that for, for my, my audience, but I always, I always love hearing the answers because it encourages me in the, in the things that I do as well. So I appreciate you uh, kind of speaking to that. One of the things that I've done as a, as a business with, with my team is we, we actually wrote down goals for our business for this year. And uh, this is a little off topic, but uh, by the time this is released, the the news will be public knowledge. But one of my one of my goals was to get back some business uh, that I had lost. It felt insurmountable. It felt unachievable. And when I wrote that down, it it, it felt a little bit crazy. Like you know, I'm I'm putting this on here, and this is my goal. This is what I want to do, and I, I'm going to take the steps to do it. But I almost don't believe that this is going to happen, but I'm going to put this down here and I'm going to work towards something like that. And yesterday I crossed that goal off my list and it was one of the coolest feelings that I've ever felt to look at that and say, you know what, that was to me impossible over a year ago, over a year and a half ago. I did not think that I would be crossing this off the list. I, I actually plan to keep putting that on my list every single year and I hoped that it would happen. But to have that actual realization of I'm actually crossing this thing off my list right now was was a huge a huge moment for me to kind of get that confirmation that if you do write down your goals and do make a plan that they are achievable. It, it it's no longer just words. It's it's actually something that that has value in terms of you know trying to figure out where you're going to be and where you're going to go in that next level. So maybe a little bit off topic, but. I definitely want to share that with you because I'm I'm sure that you'll be able to rejoice with me as as we kind of take that next step forward in my business. One thing I wanted to to ask you is you're a, you're a business coach now, right? So so your job is to go out there and help train people that are maybe in completely different businesses than what your experience is, or maybe there's some some similarities there, but ultimately, as a as a as a business owner, they may be a little bit skeptical uh, in terms of bringing an outside person in. So kind of tell me what that, 
what that looks like uh, in, in terms of when you're talking to them. What What's the value of having a business coach or, or having somebody from the outside come in and, and train your team or, or speak to your team? Uh, kind of give me a, a behind-the-scenes view of what that looks like. So first of all, congratulations on uh, your goal. Thank you. Um, and that, that's awesome. A very interesting question because I think when I started this, I kind of had in my mind what um, – you know, the kind of businesses I would be working with. And today, when I look at my current clients, uh, I've got a manufacturing plant um, company that I'm working with consulting. I have a construction company that I'm consulting. I have a credit union that I'm consulting. Um, and I have a um, installation company I'm consulting with. And I have a large sales company that I'm consulting with. And every one of those are about as different as you could ever dream of, but they all have the same challenges when it comes to business. They all have the same challenges when it comes to personnel, uh, to turnover, to revenue. And um, so by bringing in an outside coach, what I try to um, bring each of them, I always ask the exact same question, uh, whether it's a sales training, a leadership training, a workshop, or a consulting I ask the uh, business owner, what is it that you would want uh, to accomplish? And I said, the easiest way for uh, me to get that answer from you is to ask you that six months from now, and Evan, this would be, let's say I was consulting with you and you're considering it. I would say, Evan, six months from now, we're talking on the phone. And you said, Jeff, I am so glad we hired you six months ago because... And then I say, what comes after because? Well, once they tell me that, then that's my goal. I know what I need to accomplish. And usually um, the answers are, are different for every company. But I think the main thing in business is uh, you just help the owners, you help the personnel find the answers. Uh, but you got to know what that answer is. You got to know what they're looking for. I think too many times uh, trainers and consultants and coaches and one reason businesses are hesitant to hire someone from outside is they do and someone brings in a one-size-fits-all vanilla package of training and it's the same thing over and over and, and uh, I don't believe in that. I think you have to drill down to what the needs are of your client and uh, make sure they understand their needs and then once you all agree on that, then you set forth a, a path uh, and a plan to get those answers and get them where they want to go. I hope that answers your question. It does a little bit. And, and one of the things that I kind of think about when when bringing somebody from the outside in, and maybe this is I think where I would need to change the way that I think, but I would almost feel like that I would be hesitant or maybe another business would be hesitant because I'm essentially admitting failure if I have to bring somebody from the outside and basically saying that I, I failed at doing this, so I have to bring another another person in that, that may be an expert or on the other side of it is does that as me bringing somebody in does that diminish the value that I bring to the company to where it's well now I have to bring this other person in so so how do you kind of overcome things like that where someone's maybe considering it but they're concerned that if they bring somebody in that it's it's almost saying that they're deficient in that area and they're more concerned about is, is this going to be beneficial to the company that's probably the biggest challenge. Um, it has been for me in the uh, year and a half that I've done this. 
if you're talking sales training, the owner of the company will want to uh, bring me in to do sales training or workshops. The sales manager is the most resistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have learned through um, uh, through experience that the first person I like to talk to then is the sales manager, build a rapport and uh, help him realize that his goal is to increase sales, which increases revenue. Um, and so my goal is to help him uh, do that. And I'm going to be there for a short period of time, whether it's a one day, a one month or a six months. Well, when I'm gone, he's going to be the hero at the end of the year when sales are up. Uh, I just I always try to work with them so that they don't feel like I'm working against them. And I think that's a very common challenge for someone when they're looking at bringing somebody uh, in from the outside. Although um, a lot of uh, studies I've read recently, more and more major corporations are going to outside consultants and coaches and trainers for the fact that they realize that they can speed up that learning curve. And that's what I try to uh, explain to uh, sales managers. You can get where you want to go. It just may take you a year. Um, if I can work with you and get you there in uh, six months, you're, you're way ahead. You've done it uh, much sooner. And then when I'm gone, you, you've raced ahead of that curve, and now you continue on and build upon the, the foundation that we put down there. I really just go in and help lay foundations. I guess I could almost be called a, a brick mason, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I just help them build a good foundation that they can build upon. Oh, that's, that's great. As you were talking about that, it kind of made me kind of think a little bit differently about it too, is like, why, so, so why do we read books or why do, why do we listen to podcasts or why do we do the different things? It's the goal is to get better and to learn from, you know, uh, other people's experiences and other things that people have done. I think in that regard, people are very open to what other people have to say. But I think when it comes to like a business coach, or bring in an outside person in, for some reason that wall starts to go up where it's the same thing, right? But it feels like a threat. And so I would challenge, you know, any of the listeners out there that are considering something uh, like a business coach, like what you do, is to not look at it as a threat, but to ultimately look at it as an additional resource. I mean, the more that I can put into myself, the more knowledge that I can acquire, the more books that I can read, the more uh, people like, you know, Jeff that I can talk to, that have that kind of experience and have that mentorship or authority type of knowledge that those people are the people that we really should be surrounding ourselves with. I would think of the quote, you know, if, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room um, because you should always be learning from other people. And uh, you know, hopefully that, that will help people kind of go to that next level in terms of, you know, when, when they're looking at maybe our sales are stagnant or maybe we want to get to the next level and we don't know how to get there. It's not an admission of failure. It's more an opportunity to accelerate that process. I think it's very good. You know, you mentioned personal professional growth. I believe, um, and I've always believed this, we're either growing or we're going backwards. In other words, it's like being on a, a, a four-speed car on a hill. Uh, you better be going forwards. If not, you're probably rolling backwards. And um, so, uh, I think we all want to grow. I hope everyone wants to grow. And my job as a coach and consultant is 
to accelerate that growth, uh, as you said, to share my experience and and really get you to look at uh, the things you're doing and help you analyze from an outside look different than what you're, uh, we look at the same thing every day and it's a, a very interesting uh, comparison. So I moved to Florida in January and we go to the beach every weekend if at all possible. But I have neighbors and we live 15 minutes from the beach who haven't been to the beach for six months. They, they're in it every day, they're close to the beach and they don't think anything of it. And I think we get that way as business people, as business leaders and managers, you're in it every day and you forget the, the fundamentals, you forget the things that brought you there and you get wrapped up in the minutia of uh, what's going on daily and it's hard to look at a big picture. And I think that's what I do as a consultant and coach is bring you back to the big picture and why you're doing it and help you uh, figure out how to get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that you said is, is that, that kind of resonated with me is that we all want to grow. I would say that when I was maybe 10 years ago, uh, when I was getting started in what I was doing, I think the biggest challenge that I ran into is that I felt that I knew it all. Um, so it was I was less open to that growth or less open to hearing from what other people had done because I would, I had graduated from college. Like, right. I had a, I had a degree. Like I was, I was the, I was the guy that knew everything. Right. So in my mind, I was, I was closed minded to that. And I think that again, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast or, or you're trying to acquire these things that you're not at that point that I was, where it was, you know, the, the arrogance of, uh, of being self-assured and, and I can overcome any problem, but instead realize that the real learning begins when you really walk through that door of that business and that you can accelerate your, your career path and you can accelerate uh, your leadership and everything that you're doing by being open and by trying to acquire as much knowledge as you possibly can. College, high school, whatever it may be, that's the start. That's teaching you how to learn. But now we're at a point that when we know how to learn, it's taking everything that's happening around you and everyone that's trying to put into you and, and, and try to give back to you and help you get to that next level. Because I believe that you're like me, Jeff, that you want to help other people grow. Uh, that's why we're doing this. That's why you do what you do ultimately. And so we have that desire to help others. But ultimately, if they're not willing or they're not open-minded to it, like that's okay with us. Like we'll wait. We got time. But for them, it's only it's only hurting themselves. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point when we talk about knowledge. And uh, I have a client who um, just finished their MBA, took over a multi million dollar business from their um, parents. Uh, it's a thirty year old, very successful business. Uh, actually, a manufacturing plant. And um, when he came to me about coaching him. Um, I asked him that question, what do you want to get? And he said, you know, he says, I realize, he said, I was very good in school, uh, been around this business forever. Uh, but he said, you know what? I, I have the knowledge, but I don't know how to apply it. And he said, I'm hoping you can help me apply it. That was nine months ago. Um, I still coach him uh, once a week, had a call this morning with him. And uh, it's not so much the lack of knowledge that brings in a coach or a client or a um, mentor, consultant. It's they come in and help you apply uh, what you know already. And, 
you know, just give you different views. If we could see everything from uh, 360 degrees, I think we'd make decisions different. And that's what I try to do as a coach. And you hit it 100%. It's about adding value to others. Uh, you know, I just want to add value. I hope every day, by the end of the day, my thought is that I add value to at least one person. Is one person better off, closer to what they, their dreams and their goals are and making their business successful? Um, and if I've done that, then I've accomplished my goal. I love how you talk about adding value. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of plug for what you do because I know that you've learned a lot from John Maxwell. John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, those are kind of like your guys, right? And so you're a John Maxwell coach. And so you've had the opportunity to kind of study underneath him and study some of the different things that he talks about. I know he talks a lot about value. I, one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you since you kind of brought that up, what's probably the most impactful thing that you've learned from John Maxwell ever since you kind of started working on the John Maxwell team? We try to narrow that down to one would be hard. Um, <laughs> I'll get. I'll, I'll let you go with two or three. That's fine. Well, yeah, I guess I. So let me answer it and then put um, sub answers. How's that? That'll so uh, adding value to others as as the number one thing uh, that I can do, um, and then this, and then how do you do that? So um, obviously, you know, John Maxwell says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, when we're talking about leadership, it's influence others. Don't build followers, try to build other leaders, try to grow other leaders, again, adding value. And then the question is, how do you add value? Uh, listen. Uh, one of the most impactful things I ever heard John Maxwell say was we should learn to listen to learn versus listen to reply. He said most of us, um, we before the person we're talking to is halfway through what it is they're going to say, we're ready to reply. We either interrupt them or we've tuned them out and we have our reply ready. And he says, you want to add value to someone, listen to learn. Learn how to listen to learn versus just listen to reply. So that kind of goes with adding influence. The second thing that I would say, subtitling, how do you add influence, is um, live intentionally. Um, John Maxwell in his uh, book, Intentional Living, says, that he believes that most of us get up every day with good intent. If we're running a business, we get up every day with the intent to do good. Uh, if we're salespeople, we have intent to reach our goals and our quotas. Um, if we uh, going out to help other people, we have good intent. But he said and one thing he's learned in his 70 plus years is good intent gets you nothing because it's only a thought but intentional living uh, will help you accomplish things because it means taking action. So um, adding value to others, how? Influencing them, how do you influence them? Uh, treat them the way you wanna be treated. Listen to learn versus listen to reply, and then learn to take action versus just having good intent. So I hope that kind of summed that all up. Absolutely, absolutely. Influence, listening, and taking action. I love that quote, listen to learn instead of listening to reply. And I was biting my tongue the whole time you were saying that because I was just, uh, just my nature is I just wanted to joke and just like butt right into there. <laughs> but I think that's a great kind of uh, way to, to kind of close this out is listening to learn is something that we can all get better at doing. I 100% agree that when you are in a conversation or you're trying to even make a sale, you want to just jump in and talk about how amazing your product is. And that's 
kind of your nature is like, I just, I, I have to say these things. I know if I say these things, this is going to happen. And ultimately, if you just listen and do the whole 80-20 rule where you only talk 20% of the time and you listen 80% of the time, from my own experience, I've been more successful at doing something like that than I have doing anything else because it doesn't matter how flashy my presentation is. It doesn't matter how well I'm dressed or how well-spoken I am. If I don't listen to that customer and allow them to tell me where that value is for them, I think you're, you're a walking example of that, right? I mean, you asked them in the very beginning of your, your session with them, what's your because? And then you sit back and listen. And if you do that, then you're going to help that person be more successful. You're going to add that value. And ultimately, you're going to have a happy client and you are going to be able to accomplish the goals that you're putting out there, which is to help other people. So Jeff, thank you for taking the time to join us and to share some of the wisdom and knowledge you have. I would love to have you come back for some additional conversations later on because I think we've only scratched the surface on a lot of different topics, but also I just love having the opportunity to, to speak to you because whenever whenever we sit down, even if it's on the phone and we're not on a podcast, I'm, I'm always learning something. So, so thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you, Evan, again. And um, thank you to your group. I, I've enjoyed following them uh, on social media and following you the last couple of years and, uh, you know, giving back and, and trying to set the base and build that foundation for the next group to come. Because uh, one thing I always believe in they're not the next ones to come. They are the leaders. It's not they're the future leaders. They're the leaders. They just aren't in that position yet. So uh, you guys do a great job with that. You understand your calling and everyone in, um, in your group. I, I know that's important to you guys. So I would look forward to coming back and talking uh, again and again. Thank you, Evan, uh, for uh, having me. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.